Hey there, podcast listeners. Mike Lawson here, doing an Ira Glass impersonation. When you listen to this week's episode, you'll notice that the audio quality of my audio track is really bad. It turns out I was recording the internal mic and not the studio mic that I have hooked up to my computer, so we have some really crappy audio. Joe and I went back and forth. We really pride ourselves on the audio of our show, and we thought that maybe we would re-record, but after listening to the episode, we've decided that we're going to just stick with this crappy audio for the episode. It's worth it. I hope you can try to enjoy it. Hey, Joe. Hello, and welcome to (laughs) Movie Phone. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. You have selected The Da Vinci Load, starring Sebastian Young, Jarrett Fox, and Sean Wade. (laughs) That one had a lot of thought put into it. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and catch up. So it's Father's Day. It is. What did you yeah. do? Because your your father lives in Phoenix. So what do you do? Give him a call. Oh, but is your father as talkative as I am? Where he's like, no. hello. Yeah, he's <laughs> really quiet. <laughs> yeah, my dad is too. I went to say Happy Father's Day to him, and he just kind of motioned for me because in the way of the latest episode of Mash that he was watching. <laughs> your dad still watches Mash. Uh, don't even get me started. Yes, okay. he's super into MASH right now. <laughs> Which, that theme song, instantly when I hear it, is the most depressing theme song I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, it, what's it called? The name of the song is Suicide is Painless. Yeah, so there you go. Do, do. It's not even like a bouncy version of it. It's like, here's a wacky sitcom. Do, 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 do. <laughs> What did you do last week? What did you do last week, Joey? Um. Okay. So my mom wanted all of us to go in on a gift for my dad, right? But my brother just came home from a business trip, so he wasn't forced to do this. But she's like, you need to go with me to get your father's gift, right? And I was like, ugh. I, she really knows what it is. We're all going in on it, right? So yesterday was supposed to, I, I had agreed to meet Jose at the global Reddit meetup day. Yeah. Okay. So I'll explain what that is in a second. But now I'm supposed to meet him like at noon or something like that or 1230. I have to go with her to go pick out his gift, right? I'm not going to spare you the details. We found the gift in 15 minutes. Why was I gone for two hours? Was it just driving there or what? She just lags. She No, she lags. She lags. So we get to Costco. She got him some bench that holds water hoses or something like that. I don't understand. <laughs> and she goes, this is it. This is the one we're going to get him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, let's get it. And she's like, I don't know. Let's go to Lowe's, though, and see... If uh, they have it, and then maybe I'll get them a gift card there. And then we went to Home Depot, and then we went back to Costco to pick up the bench. It was just like a bunch of fucking, the whole time, just like, son of a bitch. Meanwhile, Jose's texting me like, oh my god, why aren't you here? This is so much fun. It's craziness. Right? Mm-hmm. So by the time I got there, 
it was like three o'clock and like Jose was like just sitting there talking to some Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, most, mostly everybody left. And it was just a bunch of fucking nerds like playing like, um, like, uh, magic, the gathering, mm-hmm. you know, and like pogs. Pogs? What? <laughs> I just made that up. Remember that nineties game Pogs? Yeah, but why would they be playing that? <laughs> they weren't. I just I thought that'd be funny if they were playing. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny if they were shooting with marbles. Pogs. No, they did have like a big bouncy house kind of thing and people were doing some sort of like inflatable joust. Okay. It was a bunch of crazy. I did take a movie of a guy because Jose goes, You see that guy in there in the suit? Um, anytime they needed to get the attention of the crowd, he would crack a bullwhip. Oh, that's where that video came from? Yeah, I posted it on Vine. Yeah. So follow Joe Batanz on Vine, and you can see the video of the guy cracking the bullwhip. I saw that, and I commented. I said something like, do you know this person? No. Because I was so curious, like, where you came across a man, like, doing a whip. Yeah, because he was cracking a bullwhip. And he whipped, like, a bottle. And he wasn't even right? dressed like Indiana Jones. He was like in a, like he worked at like Best Buy or something. <laughs> like he's like in like a like one of the Geek Squad. It yeah. was the craziest thing ever. So Jose and I went and did that, and then I took him to work, and that was my day yesterday. But yeah, like my mom just totally lagged. End of story. Thank you. Uh you text me when you were with your mom and said something about a drive. She was. You guys were driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were driving, right? And there was some man on the corner, like, acting super crazy. Mm-hmm. And we were at the stoplight, and she was, like, st- we were both, I mean, he was being weird. And so we were both staring at him. And she goes, what's wrong with him? Is he retarded? And then she goes, <laughs> sorry, mentally retarded? <laughs> like, that makes it any better? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. But she, was she, like... Was she really asking if he was like well, slow? Was, yeah, or did I think, she... No, I don't know if she meant slow. I think she meant. I think in my mom's world, she means well, but just a crazy person is a retarded person, right? Like That's she means that so means crazy too. Mentally retarded. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like she was like, "Oh my god, that was like the wrong terminology." I mean, mentally retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I had a super busy week. I did. Um, I had like this two day training in Mountain View down on the Microsoft campus. And it was like a bunch of nonprofits and it was dreadful. I, I learned a lot, but it was like at the end of every session, it was like, are there any questions? And then people would stand up and like talk about themselves with no question. It was like uh, just everybody tooting their own horn and like, ugh, I'm uh, really bad at like networking and this kind of thing. I just want to like, sit back and like watch people be fools you know my ward jose was in a movie called a better life and it's about you know illegal immigrants right Mm -hmm. so whenever i'd go to a screening or a q a for the movie they would go is there any are there any questions right Mm -hmm. and mike i'm not joking i would say of like the 10 people who stood up and talked only one person would have a question yeah the rest would just like stand up and go you know man I just want you to know my grandfather, Luis Ortega, he hid in the back of a truck underneath some sheep, you know, <laughs> and then he drove all the way to uh, City Terrace where he got, and then he would give you like, the whole history of his fucking family. Yeah. 
like, but they didn't have tears in their eyes. It meant something. I think they what they wanted was validation for their own family experience. Sure. Based on this movie. Well, this was a little different. These people were really just standing up and tooting their their own horns. Like, no emotion or anything. It was just like, get up and talk about how great you are when you're supposed to be asking questions. It was dreadful. But I went to a play. Believe it or not, I went to the theater this weekend. Oh, God. This Here we week. go. Who was talking? No. <laughs> worse, Joey. Worse. So I, I actually went on. It was a date with this guy, Rod Kyle, that I've been seeing. I kind of have wait. What's his name? Him. His name's Rod Kyle. It's one word, like R O D K Y L E. Rod Kyle. Yeah, it, it's an interesting name. And look, I want for the I want the record to show there are a lot of easy jokes with that name, <laughs> and I'm going to make none of those jokes <laughs> today. No, I'm not going to ever make those jokes. Okay. Um, well, we've kind of been getting a little bit serious. I just taught him how to use a glucagon pen. Which is like... Why? Well, because we were hanging out a lot, and I thought if I ever passed out and needed somebody to administer glucagon... This would be the worst montage in, like, a romantic comedy ever. <laughs> yeah, so it's serious, because he knows how to use a glucagon pen if if need be. But anyway, we went to the theater and... This um, will be an everlasting <laughs> love. And then you're like showing him how to use it, and he can't, like... No, he's like fumbling. Uh, we accidentally squirt it like in his face, and then he points it at me yeah. and squirts it. Yeah. An everlasting love. Oh. You know, and you guys are running through the park with the glucagon, then shooting random people with the glucagon, and like a guy, an old man, just just passes out, and then you guys laugh and run away. Yeah. This will be <laughs> you and me hugging and squeezing and the Basically, yes. So we went and saw a, a show called By George... By the way, Glucagon, the worst weapon ever for a superhero. Oh, it's Glucagon, but it's okay. Oh, not Glucagon? Uh, no, Glucagon. It's like liquid glucose that you inject and it's rapid. So, um, But we went and saw a play called George Gershwin Alone, which is a one-man show about George Gershwin. And it was okay. The, the show was kind of like... The actor wasn't so good. So the guy that wrote the book also wrote or also performed as Gershwin. Ugh. And it's this show like was on Broadway, I think, about 10 years ago. And now he's touring it. And so oh. it was pretty good. I like Gershwin's stuff. So like I was bound to like it. And the guy like was pretty good at the piano. I mean, the show ends with him. So he's talking kind of about all of Gershwin's music and then he talks about Gershwin's death and then he sits down and he plays Rhapsody in Blue and he like played the hell out of it. It was like a legit performance of Rhapsody in Blue on the piano from memory, Joe. That's like a 12 minute song and he just like pounded it out and it was really good. But here's the thing, after the show, then the lights come up and he kind of talks to the audience a little bit and then it's a, it's a sing-along. So the audience suggests what? George Gershwin songs that they want to sing. And like, he takes... I got rhythm. Yeah. I got music. Yeah. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Yes. That's, what he, that's what he should have called the show, Who Could Ask for Anything More. Thank you. Well, I think he is kind of doing a series of these. So this is George Gershwin alone, which is the biggest one he's done so far. But then he's going to do other artists. 
alone. He, he should do. Oh, I thought it'd be George Gershwin with other artists. Like, like George Gershwin and Bono. Oh no, it'll be like Bono alone, Stevie oh. Wonder alone. The dude looks like George Gershwin though a little bit, so kind of like Jewy, but not. Um. So anyway, <laughs> how, do, how do I? Here's what I don't get. Every fucking week, there's some nudnik who writes in or calls in or leaves a review about what a terrible person I am and how racist I am and I'm mean. And you're like, I don't know, some Jew. And they're like, we love Mike Lawson. <laughs> but Joe, the person, the guy sitting in front of me during the sing-along, it was like some obscure songs. And the guy in front of me knew all the words and he was like singing them very loud like really loud and like genuinely singing not like having fun singing but like he, he wasn't a good singer either what's the and name then, of that guy the um i'm gonna look him up while you're telling the story but there's a famous singer who like worked for ira gershwin because is george the one that died young or ira yeah george was like 38 when he yeah, died. yeah 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 so um so this guy, oh, Michael Feinstein, I know to look him up, Michael Feinstein. So Michael Feinstein is like the expert on Gershwin. Like he worked for Ira Gershwin. His job was to catalog and research and track down Gershwin music and stuff like that. So when you're saying this, I keep imagining either I, um, Michael Feinstein on stage or Michael Feinstein in the audience like singing along. Well, the, the guy Greg in front of us knew all the words. And the guy on stage at the piano during the sing-along, he's like, you guys won't know this one. I'll get the beginning, come in at the chorus. And then the guy in front of me is like singing with him really loud. So the guy stops and he was like, hold on, who is that? Who here knows that? And the guy in front of me, he's like, my name's Greg. And the guy's <laughs> like, Greg, how do you know this? What do you do? And Greg's like, I'm a history teacher. And he, the, the, the actor is like just stumped. And I guess Greg came from Montreal to see this show. Like he travels to see the show. It was really weird, a very weird experience. Um, but Greg knew every word to everything and was like singing really loud. And then they were trying to do like a a funny sort of like version of I Got Rhythm and he wanted everyone to stop. But Greg was like insistent on singing it the way it's supposed to go. I don't know, it was really just a weird experience. And he was sitting right in front of me, like my knees were at his back. So everyone was like turning around to look at us. It was like horrible. I, I'm surprised you didn't shush him at any time. I might have. I thought about it. The guy next to me was like very like on my armrest too much. And like he had he was holding the program and he was crossing his arms so that the the hand that held the program had it pointing at me. So it kept like getting in my space. And then finally I just sat, leaned back and like pushed the program against the chair. So it crumpled a little bit and then he, <sighs> he moved it. You're it was like, in, like weird wars with people. It was in my space. Like it was so much that all I had to do was lean back and his, his program was crumpled. So like he was definitely in my space. The closest I've ever come to anything like that was I was watching a movie. I can't remember which. Oh, I know what it was. It was Lincoln. Mm hmm. I was watching Lincoln, and some fucking bitch had, like, diagonally in front of me. So not directly in front of me, but just one over to my right. Mm -hmm. She was on her phone texting the entire fucking time. Oh, no. So, and so, but people, I know this sounds anal, but, like, the light was literally, like, blinding yeah. me. Well, it's it, dark, and yeah. they, it, you can tell. So I just fucking took, like, I don't know why I had, like, some sort of paper or program and just put it up to her face and just blocked her phone. 
<laughs> and she like put it away. She was like, so like ugh, this guy, you know? Yeah. Well, luckily, I look like someone who will rape and murder you. And so people don't <laughs> fuck with me that much. You don't look like a rapist or a murderer. Mm. Mm. What else happened to you this week? Well, I told you I wasn't going to talk about this on the show. But I think I want to talk about it on the show. Okay. So, as you know, I was contacted this week by a person who claimed to be a fan, right? Yeah. He contacted me via Facebook. He's from Orange County, he said. And there's a good chance he's listening, right? Mm -hmm. And, um... Hey, girl. Hey. How's it going? (laughs) So, um... uh, I don't want to use his real name. He said his name was Jimmy. So... So Jimmy call uh, contacts me on Facebook, and he's like, I love the show. Um, but this is what I thought was weird. He didn't like the show on Facebook. Does that make sense? He sure. didn't add me as a friend on Facebook. Okay. You know? He didn't leave a review. He just messaged me on Facebook and is like, hey, I'm a big fan of the show, and I think your voice is really hot. And um, I know you're like in LA and I'm in Orange County and I want to get together and just like um, meet up and stuff like that. So, of course, I like check him out and he's the Facebook page seems legit. It seems like he has real friends. Mm-hmm. He has pics. And I wouldn't say he's the cutest guy, but he has. I mean, you can describe him, Mike, but like he he's he he's handsome. He's handsome in a very like if if Shia LaBeouf fell down a flight of stairs kind of way. Joe, don't be mean. So, but he has a ripped body. Will you give him that? Yeah, that he shows off in a lot of his pictures. Shows he off in a lot. Of, shows it off in a lot of his pictures, uh, and he's very twinky, mm-hmm. I suppose. And that's just not you. Usually... And he's like twenty years younger than you. No, he's five years younger than I am. Five? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's not twenty though. Years younger than me. Um, like ten. No, he's like 17 years younger than I am. Okay. Mike, he's 19 years and eight months younger than I am, please. So he contacts me on Facebook, and then uh, we start messaging back and forth, and he's very charming. So I talked to him on the phone, and he's still charming, but I don't know. There was something in my spidey senses that was telling me not to pursue this. So we made a a date to see each other uh, the next day at 7.30, but I just flaked on him, and instead... Um, did catching up with catching up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but then what you don't know is he texted me a couple days later and he was like, oh, I'm so sad you flaked. Um, how about we get together Sunday? But then I have not heard from him since. So so you might get together tonight? No. Sunday being today? Yeah. But I never heard from that was like Wednesday and I haven't heard from him since. That's what makes me think it was kind of like a joke. Or I don't I don't know. I don't think I was being catfished. Yeah, I don't really get what anybody would get out of doing that. And it's if he's gonna meet up with you, he's real. I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like I would have like gone to this and somebody would have like been like, ha ha, you fell for it, and I would have been like, Oh. I mean, yeah, it's dumb because it's the stupidest joke ever. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't feel like doing it. Hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't really understand what somebody would get out of it if 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 it was some sort of joke. I don't really get how it's funny, or I just don't understand that. 
I don't get it either. I, I would just, I just had an icky feeling about it. So look, look, there's a, there's a strong possibility that there's a twink out there who genuinely thinks I'm attractive and likes older men and wants to twerk for me. You know, how about this? Know. How about this? How about this? How about this? If yeah, this yeah. dude is genuine, then he's listening right now, right? Because if mm-hmm. he's a big fan of the show, he's listening. So. I think if he contacts you and says, hey, I heard the story that you told about me. I'm totally real. I understand why you might think that I'm not, but I am. Then I think that should squash some of your concern. But if it's some sort of joke, then I think that maybe he never listened and he's not listening now. True. Good point. Then he's not going to be offended by the Shia LaBeouf who fell down a flight of stairs joke. (laughs) You're leaving that in there? I'll see. I'll think about it. So, um, what else is going on with you? Hey, my friend Julie came to town. You know Julie? I know Julie, yes. We used to work with her. Um, She was in town for a high school graduation of a family member. So, I got to hang out with her pretty much uh, all night on Friday, which was really good. We had a really good dinner and had drinks and walked around downtown Berkeley. And that was pretty much it. Uh, But I thought I would bring it up because we talked about uh, you. We talked about the the show, and she lis- she listened to like one or two episodes in the beginning. Uh, but she said that uh, when she gets in the room with some people, a few of them, they're like super excited to talk about catching up with catching up, and I, that just blows me away that they are listening still. Mike, I am telling you, I went to an event where there were a bunch of people that we used to work with. And they were super excited about the show. Good. Yeah, they liked the show. What's happening in L.A.? Anything? Actually, this one is very close to Mike Lawson home. I, I love – I've been wanting to talk about a story like this for a while, and it's the perfect one. Did you hear about a high school teacher from Brea Alinda High School, <gasps> your alma mater, who was arrested for having sex with a student? No. A woman. She's – I think a math teacher or English teacher, Michelle Lynn Johnson is her name. And she was arrested for having sex with a teenage boy. I'm Googling her right now. Um, but go ahead and tell me the story. She had sex with a student. Oh, I never, I, she, I don't know her. She's newer than, she's pretty young. Yeah. So, um, but I think this would be a good way to get into a conversation about, like, when you were in high school, would you have had sex with any of your teachers? Um, no, I I mean, no, there were no teachers that I had that were attractive enough. I mean, all of my male teachers were gross. So I would say no. Michelle Johnson, by the way, was Brea Olinda's Teacher of the Year in 2009. Oh, was she? Yep. So listen to this. I went to an all-boys high school. Right. I never had the hot teachers. They they had hot male teachers, but they were never my teacher. Right? And it's so funny when you're older, too, but now I'm like, oh, my God, they were so young. Like, there were a couple of 22-year-olds that they hired, like, right out of college that were teachers there. Oh, my God. I would have so had sex with them so hard in high school. Thank you. She's this lady's a creeper. Why? What'd she do? Just looking at a lot of her stuff. I guess she was known for going for hanging out with students at a Panera Bread, like a Panera restaurant. 
Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's creepy. It's so weird. I don't really understand. And you're somebody who, I mean, you're, you've worked with children. I've worked with children as well. I just think like how gross that you would want to like do like have sex with your job. Like when I'm done working with kids, I want to, I like, if I'm go to the grocery store and I see them, I get upset. Like, I want to be so far away from them. You know, I was a tutor in the Newport Mesa School District. That's where most I did it. And so when, like, Laguna Beach High School, when Laguna Beach, the show came out, or Newport Harbor, the real OC came out, and people would be like, oh, do you watch that show? I'm like, Ew. no, that's like going to work. Like, why yeah. would I watch a show? <laughs> why, why would I watch a show? I'd be like, <laughs> like, Diabetes, the TV show. Do you watch that, Mike? I probably would. Oh. But, <laughs> no, I get you. Like, it's work you want to get away but that being said you were saying she's a creeper because she hangs out with her kids i've been known to hang out with the kids right so yeah. but i don't know but that that was always the thing let me tell you a story i i feel like i'm the guy who can do these things and i don't have bad intentions but like people who would always accuse me not, the, the people that would always be like, oh, that Joe character, they always fucking comes around, man. There was this one tutor who used to work where we used to work, and he contacted me once. He wanted to form a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Where like we tutored together or something, right? And I met with him, and he kind of creeped me out a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, then I found out, because he was like an academic tutor. I found out from a student that we both had, right? This guy yeah. got this guy got arrested for sleeping with a student. He's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. Really? Yeah. And then the same thing used to happen with Jonathan, my friend. So I've been friends with this guy, Jonathan, who I was actually thinking today about how, like, one of the voices that I do for people is my friend Jonathan. And they love – it's like their favorite voice, you know? Yeah. And since Jonathan lives in D.C., I don't really have Jonathan stories. So I never get to do the Jonathan voice, which is – Hey, everybody, how's it going? I'm real bored. (laughs) So you've almost retired the voice. Yeah, but people used to always accuse me of being in love with Jonathan. Yeah, and he was like, um, when your friendship started, he was younger, like barely legal. Yeah, he was barely legal, yes. Right? He was like 18, 19 when you guys started hanging out. We met through, we had a mutual, there was a guy I was hooking up with that was a friend of his. Mm -hmm. And then that guy died. And we had heard of each other, and we met at the funeral. Okay. So anyway, um, but people used to always accuse me of being in love with Jonathan because he's really cute and twinky, and we were always together. Meanwhile, every single fucking gay guy that accused me of that eventually would do some sort of crazy thing because they fell in love with him. Like there was this guy, Chris, you know, yeah. that we're friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, Jonathan drove home from work, and Chris was sitting on the front step. And Jonathan was like, what's up? And he's like, can we go inside? And then John, and then um, he like, Jonathan sat there and then Chris read a letter to Jonathan mm-hmm. telling him how much he loved him. And then Chris later broke into Jonathan's apartment. What? Yes. And like, like, um, crept, like, like, um, creeped around his computer and left a note saying it, like changed to Jonathan's screensaver, like Lady Gaga and said, Oh, I broke into your place and went through your computer. Mm. I know. And I love, too, that with the whole, like, um, letter thing, he told Jonathan, like, I did it this way because I didn't want to be dramatic. And I was like, <laughs> the only way it could have been more dramatic is if he, like, Jonathan pulled up from work and he lowered down in a hot air balloon. 
That would be the only way it was more dramatic. And all these people who would claim that was in love with Jonathan would all do something crazy like that and talk about how they were in love with Jonathan. They were projectors, and I win. I've been friends with Jonathan for over 10 years. He lives in the D.C. area. I live in L.A. And each week we just call each other and catch up, sometimes more than once. <laughs> um, can we switch gears a little bit? Because this is not um, quite as funny, but there was a – I guess this guy was convicted, but uh, mid-level California appeals court just overturned the conviction of this man who tried to sell his eight-month-old baby in a Walmart parking lot. This this guy's 41 years old. <laughs> and then cut to one of the guys pushing the carts, offering him a blowjob in the parking lot. <laughs> Joe, he was arrested two years ago when two women reported that they approached uh, that he approached them and asked if they wanted to buy the infant daughter for 25 bucks in the parking lot. What? Yeah, I think he was like strung out on something. I'm guessing. The the news article I read didn't say that, but there has to be something like... Maybe the baby's an asshole. <laughs> Maybe he was just um, starting negotiations at 25, but would have gone up a little bit. Yeah. But... Uh, he received a six-year prison sentence on that conviction, but um, isn't that ridiculous? Walmart parking lot. Like, I've been approached and asked to buy tamales in the Walmart parking lot, and those are, like, some of the best tamales I've ever had, actually. Wait, you bought them? Okay. Yeah, but... Wait, hold on. So you had a retarded guy who was willing to give you a blowjob in the fucking parking lot, and you're like, no, but somebody said, Joe, Joe, I'm going to sell you just tamales to you. You don't know how they cook them. You don't know what's in the tamales. And you're like, Joe, oh, yeah, I'll buy that and eat it. You just called the guy retarded. Okay, I'm sorry. Mentally retarded. <laughs> I totally pitched that one to you. Soft, but, I know, slow ball. But still, um, he, wasn't, I, he wasn't retarded. He was slow. But, <clears throat> Joey, I, that's such a huge difference. Taking advantage of some man or helping a family that made tamales and are selling them. Those are very different things. Plus, I wanted tamales. I didn't want... Look, both of them have meat wrapped in very hot packages. Did you see how he was eating those french fries? It would have been a sloppy, sloppy blowjob. I don't care. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that was one of the news stories I pulled from San Francisco. Was there another L.A. story you wanted to tell me about? That's very funny wording you have there because I do. I have a couple of stories, but I want to bring up actually a San Francisco story. Can I do that? Yeah. Did you hear about the parking spot that went for $82,000? Joe, that's my story. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just it... kidding. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so wait, it went, it went up for auction or what? I guess they went, no, for, now they sell parking spots in cities like San Francisco and New York, like real estate. Oh. And so there's a really prime parking spot, I guess, kind of by the AT&T field. Okay. And like in a really cool part of San Francisco, it went for $82,000. And I was reading this story, and the whole time I was thinking like, if I had the money, I think that's a good fucking deal, right? Yeah. Hear me out here, right? So $82,000. Even if you use it for 10 years, there's a good chance that the, the value is going to go up. So you're going to make money, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Two, um, and so let's say 10 years from now you sell it and you sell it for $70,000, right? Okay. I'm sorry. Um, a little over 1000 a year to have amazing parking Yeah. and you have the cash is totally worth it. I agree. Right? Well, and in LA, there's people I know, I mean, here too, you people are paying for parking every month. 
So exactly. it's kind of the same thing. It's just buying instead of renting. Exactly. Okay, so I was thinking about this. I was literally thinking like, oh my God, if I had the money, I'd spend $82,000 in a great parking spot, right? I'm not even joking. Two minutes later, I was thinking about buying an iPhone app, right? And it was like, it, the iPhone app was the most amazing iPhone app ever. And it was 99 cents. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. Too much. <laughs> yeah. 99 cents, huh? And I keep it forever? <laughs> I didn't buy it. What app was it? Well, it wasn't actually an app. It was an in-app purchase for the game Dots. Oh, yeah. Do you play that game Dots? Yeah, I play Dots. Ugh. I've I've never purchased an in-game option. Neither have I. Neither have I. That's why I'm saying, like, I was, like, fretting about this in-game option to get 50,000 Dots. And I was like... Huh, it's only two, uh, I don't know. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'd fork over $82,000 for a parking spot. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of real estate, though, in, in the city, there's a Chipotle wanted to build a new restaurant at Church and Market, which is where the home restaurant used to be. Um, and they kind of have all this art, you know, they were going to basically redo the whole kind of it's kind of a weird looking corner uh but they were going to redo it all and kind of make it all nice and sexy like chipotle does and uh the city of san francisco looks like doesn't want it to go in there the planning committee said something like it would be detrimental to the neighborhood by occupying a prominent corner and it'll be using like standardized colored schemes and decor that will distract from the distinctive character of the upper market neighborhood. So I'm going to ask you a question. Let's play a game. What do you think my response is going to be? I think you're going to say something about free market and that Chipotle should be allowed to go in. Um, I think you're going to see a, like, you don't see why the city has veto power over private business locating where they want something like that. Capitalism. Libertarian. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I applaud the city. I'm glad they're doing this. I'm sick of uh, places like, especially Chipotle, and I'll tell you why Chipotle in a second, are going into these cool areas and opening shop, and uh, and it, it bothers me, and I don't like it, and I'm glad that the city stood up to this Chipotle and don't let them come in. I'll tell you another reason why they came in. Chipotle makes terrible Mexican food. Okay, it has the Mexican flavor profile, but it's not good. And here's the thing, especially in San Francisco, <laughs> they don't need a Chipotle because the Chipotle, the the style of burrito they make is the San Francisco style burrito. There's another, there's enough places in San Francisco in San Francisco that make shit burritos like Chipotle. And look, a burrito does not need to have a whole bunch of shit in it. it doesn't be like a, you know everything but the kitchen sink approach. It just needs to be beans. No, no. Beans only or meat only. That's it. Maybe some cheese. That's it. Donald, I don't need the guac, the lettuce, the cheese, the the this, the that, the baby that you have for sale at Walmart. I don't need any of that. I just need the meat only or the beans and cheese only. That's it. Couple of things. And they already have burrito places like that in San Francisco. In fact, it's called the San Francisco style burrito. Chipotle's is going to go in there, ruin the neighborhood, ruin the architecture, just to make another shit burrito you can get in a mission district at any time? No. Thank you. <laughs> I, well, I, Harvey, Harvey Milk for supervisor. I guess I kind of agree with you. I think like limiting chain uh, chains is perfectly reasonable. I do think though, well, I would also agree that there's plenty of like locally owned 
taquerias or whatever like in the area but the this place has been empty for so long because the price is so high so well yeah it's like who's who's gonna pay to renovate that corner after also paying exorbitant amounts of money to buy the land like it's gonna have to be somebody super wealthy like a chipotle or some sort of chain i don't know but um they just want like a trader joe's to go in there yeah (laughs) (laughs) that made me laugh for some reason um i want to throw in another story can i yeah um did you hear the story now this is not an la story but I'm Mexican, so it relates. Because I do want to talk about this Sebastian de la Cruz. I did it with Hispanic on purpose. Sebastian de la Cruz. He's the little kid. He was in America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. And he sang the national anthem before the Miami Heat and San Antonio Spurs game. Yeah, adorable little kid, too. Adorable. Oh, my God. Adorable. Yeah. Right? And he belted the shit out of that national anthem. Beyonce has nothing on him. Well, there was a few like nods to Beyonce, though. Like, there were a few um, areas of the song that he, I I mean, I don't know who arranged it for him, but it kind of felt like a couple of the Beyonce national anthems I've heard. Well, either way, he didn't lip sync. Not like, not like she wrote the national anthem. but And also, he didn't have the wind blowing in his face so that his hair went just like so. Yeah. Anyway, then these nudniks on Twitter go on there. And they start spouting off their racist shit about how this Mexican kid, they don't want a Mexican singing the national anthem, or why is this illegal immigrant doing the national anthem, blee, blah, blue. Illegal immigrant? Where does that even come from? Exactly. First of all, he's an American. Two, his dad was in the Navy for, like, I think a career Navy man. And this is the best part, is this fucking Twitter, man. This fucking Twitter, all these nudniks who come out to say their shit... They forget. I don't know how people haven't learned yet with this Anthony Weiner and all the other times this happened. If you say shit like this on Twitter, people are going to find it and they're going to shame you publicly. Over and over again. Over and over again. Oh, by the way, Mike, idea. Let's say horrible racist things <laughs> next time something happens. Free promotion. Okay. We'll, just ride, we'll ride the shame. Okay. Anyway, so... Yeah, and then that's why I love about the Spurs. I don't know anything about the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know anything about them, but I applaud them because what they did was like, oh, yeah, fuckers, we're going to have them back again. We're going to have them sing the national anthem again. And he did. He knocked it out of the ballpark. Somebody said on Twitter, actually, this kid's going to get so much pussy, right? <laughs> this Michelle sure. Lynn Johnson from Braille Linda High School is all wet for him. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. She's already flying down there. Have you seen this? Uh, to hang out with him at Panera. Have you seen this Cheerios commercial controversy? Well, actually, she can hang out, she can hang out with him at Pinocha. What? Have you seen this Cheerios controversy? Uh, Cheerios put an ad together where there were uh, biracial parents and then this little, like, um, mixed child. And they were all happy eating Cheerios. And people on Twitter and Facebook were outraged that Cheerios would do such a thing. Promoting... Mm-hmm. I don't know, interracial marriage? Like, what year is this? Seriously. But it's the same kind kind of thing. Like, it just brings out the stupid in some people. I know. Um, That's all the stories I got. Right. What are you doing? What are you up to next week? Next week. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to next week. This coming Friday, June 21st, 10 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Pacific. My buddy Mike Lawson and I are doing a live version 
of catching up yeah, with Mike and Joe. It's part of the Pride 48 celebration, which you can find out more information about at pride48.com. Or you can listen to us live, uh, like he said, June 21st at 10 p.m. Eastern on pride48.com. There's also a chat room. We would love to have a million people there so that we don't look pathetic. Um, but it'll be fun to kind of, you can interact with us live as we do a show in the chat room. And uh, we just want a lot of people listening. Yeah, and I want to, yeah, because, and you can ask questions in the chat room. You can talk to each other in the chat room. You can fight in the chat room. You can do whatever in the chat room. I want to see that chat room full of people. Yeah. Let's show Pride 48 what catching up fans have. I don't, I was going to come up with a slogan on the spot. It didn't work. But <laughs> we have a really good spot. Um, we are, we do. We are between uh, two really, well listened to um great shows so hopefully we'll get uh some some newbies listening to us too yeah are you are you doing anything else this week except for pride 48 hmm pride 48 oh yeah 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 so some friends are having like we do these like taste tests and this week the taste test is tortilla chips and salsa mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of controversy because they were like oh yeah i'm gonna bring tostitos Salsa and Tostitos champs. And I'm going to do that. I'm like, all right, bitches. I'm going to this fucking little hole-in-the-wall Mexican place, getting their homemade goddamn chips and their homemade salsa right there. And they're like, that's not fair. And I was like, what? Why is it not fair? Are there, like, prizes? What do you mean fairness? No. No. I don't. Yeah, exactly. There's no prizes. They win because they get good chips and salsa from you. Yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. <laughs> I don't understand the controversy. Um, Neither do I. I have a funny story tonight. Um, I just got text invited to see a, a play. A buddy of mine <laughs> is in a play. Um, I knew he was doing It's a Midsummer's Night Dream, and it's here in Berkeley at this small theater. But the person doing it is a, a, a character from a previous episode of Catching Up, actually. Uh, do you remember, I I think I said his name, Joel, his name's Joel, he came home from, with me a few times from the bar, and he's the one who, when he, uh, when I called his phone, it said Mark, question mark. Yeah, I remember him. You remember him? Mm -hmm. So, here's the best part. So, he texts me today, and he's like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And I said, like, no solid plans, why, what's up? And, no, oh, no, oh, I skipped the best part. He said, what are you up to tonight, Mr. M, capital M, just an M. <laughs> so he's like still unsure of my name. <laughs> so You should wear a name tag that says Mitchell or something like that. <laughs> or just like, I don't know, um, not a, even an M name, like yeah. Jack. Yeah. So I might go to that. I don't know, uh, depending on when you and I end this and everything and um i haven't even looked to see how much the tickets are but then i'm also going to chicago this week i leave uh thursday and i'll be gone for quite a while um i think six days five days so uh when i'm there though i'm i'm gonna be hanging out with a listener of the show named tom so i'm gonna be hanging out with tom and if anybody else who's listening to, to this is in chicago uh send me an email and let me know and we can meet up for drinks or something because i'm there for five or six days, and most of my nights are pretty free. So, and you will be doing the show live from Chicago Friday, yeah. June twenty first, ten p.m. Pacific, seven a.m. No. no, ten p.m. Eastern, 
7 p.m. Pacific, live on Pride48.com, after Big Fatty and before Cocktails and Cream Puffs, right there in the sweet prime position. You and I will be doing a live show, Mike. It's going to be, I don't want to say what we have planned. <laughs> But it's going to be an extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say what we have planned either, because we haven't planned anything. <laughs> Mike, Mike, they don't... Mike, they don't need to know that. Okay. Um, so, anything else, Joey? Nope, that's cool. it. Well, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um